Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome you. I know Pastor Jared has already done that, but welcome to all of you. Those that are here week after week and those visiting today as well, just want to extend a big welcome to everybody in Crookston. It was so fun last week. I was able just to worship together in Crookston with Pastor Nate and it's such a great thing that God is doing there. And so anyway, we love you guys and just like to welcome you as well as everybody listening online. Church has done a little bit different nowadays than it used to be, huh? And uh, anyway, as you saw, we just saw the sermon bumper. We're going through a series of sermons entitled 9 to 5, and it's a series on work, on work. How many enjoy your work? I was thinking about, thank you, thank you. I was checking the staff. Let's see. Okay, okay, okay. I just said, I was checking Pastor Jared for sure over there just to make sure. Uh, I was thinking about favorite jobs. It would be really fun if we could sit down and say, tell me about your favorite job. And uh, I'll be honest, not because I'm standing here, but but we're living it right now. Uh, But I think about the worst job that you had. What's the worst job you ever had? Yeah, we don't even want to think about it, do we? Uh, I think the worst job that actually, I, I kind of got pulled into it. It wasn't really my job, it was my son's job. And when he was a senior in high school, he wanted to make some, more, some extra money. I think it was to buy more golf equipment, actually. And so he said, I'm taking on a paper route. Has anybody ever delivered papers? Can I tell you something? If you've delivered papers, you have my utmost respect. Because he was a senior in high school that year. He was also playing basketball. Their team went to state. And so guess who got to do the paper route in January in Grand Forks, North Dakota, because he was at state. And then he came home and he got sick. And guess who did the paper in 20 below weather? I even went to the emergency room because I fell on the driveway. I thought, I'm going to get this done as quick as I can. Three o'clock in the morning, and delivering papers, and my knee hit the edge of a driveway. And like, anyway, and, and, and then, and then... I don't know if that was the worst, but it was, it was close. Okay, it was close. But our, one of our sons was getting married, and money was a little tight. And so, like, we need to make a little bit extra money. I was reading through the Grand Forks Herald, and it talked about, like, make extra money. Deliver phone books. Anybody ever delivered phone books? So, so the five of us, not just taking one big route, but there's going to be five of us. We talked at a family conference. All three boys, guys, we're in this together. Okay, your brother's getting married. We're going to need to, needs a little bit extra money for all this. So we're all going to deliver phone books. And after like two weeks of every night after work, I think we collected our check for like $32.47. So it was, uh, not, not the most, it was probably a little more than that, but, but not the most favorite thing I've ever done. I know that. I know that. And, and we laugh, it's still a family joke of ours. Genesis, we've been going through this series on work. We spend so much time on, at work. What does God have to say about it? Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts. And by the seventh day God completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God creates, he works for six days, and then on the seventh day, what does he do? He rests. Have you ever thought, like, why does God rest? Like, was he really tired? Was an omnipotent God, like, whoa, I'm so whooped after this week. I just got to take a rest. I don't think God rested. He didn't do it for his benefit, but what he did, he rested because he did it for our benefit to give us an example. What I want you guys to do, I want you to take a Sabbath, a Sabbath. 
As I was thinking about that, I thought God could have made us to be able to work, you know, to not, or let me say this, to not need rest or sleep. So we, he could have made us to work 20, where we would just work 24 hours a day. He could have made us where we never needed a day off. We would have worked you know, like seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, think of how much work we would get done. Like, do you, do you follow? I mean, like, how many think God could have made us that way? He could have made us that way, but he didn't. He chose not to make us. He actually made us as individuals, as humans, have very, very real limitations. And it's all a part of God's plan. And to be honest, we're better for it. When God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, the third commandment was this. Exodus 20, starting verse 8. Remember, do not forget the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honoring the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments, and yet it's one of the Ten Commandments that we can at times easily compromise in. Think about it. This first, the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. How many think that's a good idea? Absolutely, man, we're all in on that. How about how thou shall not murder? Absolutely, like there's no compromise there, right? How about like thou shall not lie, thou shall not commit adultery, all these commandments, like, yes, we're all in on that. And this is thou shalt remember, you know, keep the Sabbath day holy. Well, 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 yeah, if we can work that in. I mean, maybe my workload's a little bit too busy for this week, so I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to work that quite in. So so I mean, all those other commandments, and sometimes we approach it with sometimes like it's this it's this optional type of thing. And I know there can be seasons, and, 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 and I'm not saying, and we'll get into this, it's not a legalistic, like, fervor type thing. It's actually, we'll talk about really God's heart in all this, but, but I'm just wondering if we view the third commandment in the same way that we view the other commandments. I don't know, but I know that we need to, and here's why. Five reasons. Number one, because the Sabbath, number one, is a day of rest. The Sabbath is a 24-hour period of time in which God instructs us to stop and take a rest from work. Isn't that a great God? Isn't it an incredible? I mean, these things come from the very heart because he loves us so much. I mean, I'm so glad to serve a God that says, you've been working hard. What I want you to do now, I want you to take a day of delight. I want you to take a day of rest. Just stop working and just, just enjoy enjoy nature, and whatever it is, you just take some time to enjoy the day and rest. Isn't that an incredible God? That's what he wants us to do. It's a day of rest. The Jewish Sabbath started on Friday at sunset and ended Saturday at sunset. And I find, Mary and I have found that Sabbath, our Sabbath starts best when we start like that night before working into the day of rest. For most Christians, The Sabbath has been observed on Sunday, so we would see this as the Sabbath day. However, it was the Apostle Paul in Romans 14 that says, considering one day over another day and honoring the Sabbath is really, it's not as as significant, so one day is as good as the other. And so actually, the day that you honor as Sabbath 
is really, you know, it's not as material as just taking that day. Obviously, Sundays are big days when you're in ministry, and the week kind of gears up for that. So, so Mary and I take, and actually all of the staff, we take Fridays off. That's, that's, that's our Sabbath. I was raised uh, in a home in which we honor the Sabbath. And so I remember one of my other jobs that was maybe not the worst, but, but close, when I was 17 years old and I was a dishwasher in a hospital. And uh, they knew that, you know, Nathan asked not to work on Sundays, and so, but one day, my supervisor came to me and says, Nathan, there's nobody else, you have to work Sunday. My dad, being a pastor, and honoring the Sabbath, like, to the T, I said, okay, I'll have to ask my dad what he thinks about it. And it really spoke such volumes when I said, Dad, I don't know what to do, because I know how you feel about honoring the Sabbath, and, but yet... They can't find anybody at work, and so I'm supposed to wash dishes on Sunday rather than going to church. And he looked at me and said, Nathan, the way I see it is this. He says, if God wanted everybody to have Sunday off, he would heal everybody so they wouldn't have to be in the hospital. I think you should work on Sunday. And I was like, Dad? Are you serious? You think I should go work on Sunday? And, and the principle is this. It's in Mark 2, 27. He says, the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for... It's not some legalistic thing where you have to abide the Sabbath. He says, no, it was the Sabbath was created. God says, I love you so much, and so what I really want to do, I want to give you this day. It's intended to be a day of rest, to stop, to cease your work, and to pull back. And allow God to refresh you. Spend that extra time just renewing yourself in the Lord or whatever those things are that you delight in. And so I was thinking about that. Mary and I talked about it. Like, what does that mean for stay-at-home moms, right? What that means is you get a playroom and you throw all the toys and a bunch of Cheerios and like gold, you know, those little goldfish. And then you lock the door and you come back the next morning and you're like, hey, this is great, kids. How's it going today? Mom just needed a day off. You know, no, I think in that situation, dad needs to step in and say, like, what can we do to help mom have a day off? And it's not maybe a complete day off. I understand that. But maybe you're a single parent. Like, what does that mean? Well, maybe it's just we're not going to bite off these huge projects, but we're just going to make it more. I, I like to call Sabbath a delight day. What are the things that, 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 that I delight in? It's to be a day of delight. It was to, created to be a day of rest. Number two is this. The Sabbath is a day that God has blessed. The Sabbath is a day that God blessed. Genesis 2, 3. Then God blessed the seventh day. He sanctified it because in it he rested from all the work which God had created and made. The Sabbath is a day that God has blessed. So important to understand. Do I really need to take a Sabbath? Do I really need it? I like to work. I feel good about myself. When I work. Why do I take a Sabbath? Because I'm going to tell you something. Because it's a day that God has, has blessed. I think of the Israelites in the desert. If you remember the story, they're going through, you know, they, they leave Egypt. They're on the way to the promised land and they're traveling through the desert region. And, and like, how do you feed millions of people in a desert? And God says, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to provide manna for you. I'm going to give you manna. And every morning, they would wake up and they would find this, this, this white, 
like residue type stuff on the grass, and it was called manna, and they would take it, and they would eat it, and it's how God provided them for that day. But God says, here's, here's how it's going to be, though. Like, take exactly what you need for the day. So on Monday, wake up, go gather the manna that you need, but it's only for Monday. Because if you say, hey, I like this so much, I'm going to keep it over till Tuesday. The Bible says that if anything that was kept over till Tuesday became infested with worms. That's probably a really good reason not to be hoard manna. Because it would become infested with worms. So that's what I want, God says, that's what I want you to do. However, Here's a little more stipulations. On the seventh day, on the Sabbath, I don't want you, I don't want you to, to go out and work and gather food. So, so, so on this, on the sixth day, go and gather twice the amount of manna that you need, bring it into your tent, eat half of it, so you eat it on the sixth day, and then on the seventh day, you can eat the remainder of it because on that day, I will cause the manna not to become infested with worms on the seventh day because it's a day that God has blessed. And as I think about that principle, it's, it's, it's really, really amazing that God says, what I'm going to do, guys, you think, you know, like the tendency is like, no, let's cheat on the Sabbath let's, because like we're going to get more done. God says, no, what you don't understand is I will take the work of your hands of, on those six days and I will make it go farther in my hands than what it would be possible to do in your hands if you were to work all seven days. How many of you ever like, we all have done this, like we've cheated, like by maybe working on Sabbath only to find out we're actually farther behind than what we were the day before. Has that ever happened? We're farther behind. The same blessing of provision, that same blessing that kept the manna, the work of their hands during the previous day from spoiling, is exactly what God does, I believe, today. The divine act of blessing is when God gives salvation. He, he bestows salvation. He bestows grace. He bestows peace. That's what it means to bless. And God says, I'm going to bless all the six days, but on the Sabbath day, on this day of rest, I've blessed it. And so that day, I want to give you this extra measure of grace, this extra measure of peace. I want to refresh you. I want to renew your bodies. I want to renew your mind. I want to renew your family. I want to renew you. I want to renew you because I love you so much. It's a day that I've blessed. Again, what God is saying is I can take six days and I can extend it and it can be more productive than what seven days are in your hands. It's this really this step of faith. Woo. And, and I know that like in ministry, it's just... We love what we do, and, and we're going to con continue to do it till who knows when. But, but it's one of those things that there's always something to do, too. And so for Mary and I, in, in our rhythm of life, it's not just a good idea. To me, it's a spiritual principle that says this, is, this isn't just, this is a commandment. And I want you to honor this commandment. And I found it works. It works. Number three is this, it's a day that God sanctified. He says he blessed it, and then he sanctified it. Genesis 2, 3, God blessed the seventh day. We talked about that, and then he sanctified it because in it he rested from his work, which God had created and made. The word sanctified means to be set apart for holy purposes. It's not like other days. It's been sanctified. The Sabbath has been one that's like, okay, here's... here's Here's like all these days, these are great days, but here's the Sabbath, and we're going to set this apart for a sacred, a very special purpose. 
because that's what it means to be sanctified. I, I think, you know, as, as a society, we love to work. I like to work. And I, I know that many of you do too. There's, there's, there's joy that's found in work. <clears throat> We're driven to work. We highly value work. We highly value like work, people that have great work ethics. And we, we honor that and we, we look up to that and, and, and in ourselves as well as in others. And, and I said it in the first sermon, like in, in reading from Genesis, we were made to work. Work is a good thing. It's a really, really good thing. It's difficult if somebody refuses to work. Then we get a lot of problems. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But I think about this whole thought, the Sabbath that's been sanctified. It's been set aside. And why has it been set aside? It's been set aside because it's to be a day of rest. And so there's something incredible like that's Stepping into God's process, stepping into God's blessing when we honor the sanctification of that day. And I know when we think of rest, we don't think of it as being all that holy. We think, well, yeah, I'm not real comfortable with this. I gotta be doing something, right? We gotta be working. I gotta be, I gotta be doing something. I mean, like rest is sanctified, it's holy, it's set apart. And God says, yeah, actually it is. Actually, it is when we take a weekly Sabbath, we engage in those sacred processes and those sacred purposes, and we enter into these holy purposes. And in it, we're saying, God, I trust you with all of my, like my, my finances. I trust you with all the things I have to do. God, I'm trusting you, and God, I'm going to ask place these things in your hands. And I know that can go against our nature, can't it? Rest is holy? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, in the early 1990s, Ford Motor Company had this commercial. And uh, uh, can we show that commercial quick? I'm going to just show you this Ford commercial. That's why Ford uses the latest in technology and engineering, working to make our trucks even better. Ford trucks. The best built, best selling American trucks are built Ford Tough. Okay, I thought I'd get a few amens out of the Ford commercial in church, okay? <laughs> but I mean, like, that, how many remember that? I remember that. That's how I, like, I'm, I, I can pull that up because it says, like, because of all these things, like, the best never rest. Because, I mean, like, and if you rest, man, you're not the best. Let's just be honest. I mean, you're slacking. Stop slacking, would you please? Because the best never rest. And the people that wrote that commercial, I mean, how many 1990 Ford F-150s do you see on the road today? It's because they rusted out and worn out. They got worn out. The engineers that made that, guess what? They're all with gray hair or in nursing homes today, okay? Because eventually, like, it just, we wear out. But that's the mentality. That may have been really awesome to sell Ford F-150s in 1990, but it, doesn't, it really goes against what Scripture says. The best really rest. They understand this whole thing. Listen to what Psalms 127.2 says. It's vain. It is so silly. It's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, because God gives to those he loves even while they sleep. Wow. I mean, like, it says it's vain for you to rise early, retire late, and to eat the bread of painful labors because God will bless you even as you're sleeping. We were created to operate. So think about it. We were created to operate in a rhythm. All of creation operates in this rhythm, right? And so we have 
day and night. We have 24-hour periods. We have seven days to a week. We have, you know, in, in one 365 days, what happens? That the earth rotates. It's all this rhythm. We have summer, fall, winter, spring, all this rhythm. And part of his creation is that you're created to be in rhythm. There's this rhythm that God's called us to. That's just how he made us. And it's this thing of work, 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 retreat. Work, 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 retreat. Engage, 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 rest. Engage, 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 rest. That, that's how God has created us. It's all a part of the sacred and the holy because he sanctified it. Number four is this. It's the pathway to joy and blessing. I know there's times that it becomes difficult to take a day off. And usually somewhere around a couple of days after that, Mary says, you know what? You need a day off. Have you ever said that to a spouse? You just need some time off. Listen to what Isaiah says. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's holy day honorable, if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, verse 14, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride in triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. He says, I love this. Honoring the Sabbath day produces joy. He says, if you honor the Sabbath, you will find your joy. You will find your joy. Because of how you've been created with, with real limitations, he says, when you do this, you'll experience this joy. And in it, really what we're saying is this, is God, I trust you. I honor you. It's the same principle of tithing. Where we say, God, I'm going to give you 10% because I believe that, 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 that 10%, or let me just say this, that you can take like 90% for me and you can extend it way beyond what 100% in my own hands would be. It's really this thing of, it's this, it's, we're declaring our trust in God. We're declaring just our, our love for him. We're declaring, God, you're the source of my strength. God, you're the source of my provision. Lord, this job I have, I'm really a steward of this job. But, but ultimately, God, it's you that's provided this for me. And so it's, it becomes this thing of, 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 of this, this gateway of joy and blessing. And then the, number five is this. It's a sign. We'll wrap up here. Exodus 31, 12, and 13 says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel. Say, You will surely observe my Sabbaths. Because this is to be a sign. It's a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I'm the Lord who sanctifies you. Verse 17, it's a sign between me and the sons of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he ceased from labor and was refreshed. I love this thought. He said the Sabbath is actually, it's a sign. It's a sign. People outside of a faith in God, in Jesus Christ, work hard seeking value, significance through their work. They work tirelessly proving themselves to be adequate, effective, able, efficient. They work long hours to provide for their needs. They work in fear that they won't have enough to meet their needs. They work out of fear because they don't know how all their needs may be in retirement or whatever it may be is going to be met. And certainly, as we talked in Sermon 1, I'm all about work and working hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. But as believers, there's something a little bit different, though. 
And he says, when we observe the sign, it's a Sabbath. It's a sign. And observing the Sabbath as a sign is this. It's this, that our personal value is actually not found in our work. God actually is, you know, he is my source of sufficiency and, and, and of supply and provision, even more so than the work of my hands. That ultimately, God, you're my provider, and it's a sign. It's a sign that says, God, you're so amazing. And it's a sign to say, God, I'm going to trust you, God, with my job. I'm trusting you with my provision, God, that somehow I know it doesn't make sense to, to pull back on this day rather than engaging more. But God, somehow, Lord, you, you've created that there's some miraculous provision that takes place on my behalf on the Sabbath. And so, God, that's what I want to engage in today. And it's really such a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm going to ask the band, uh, Jordan and the band, if they would just come to the front and just begin leading us in a, in a worship song. And I think as I, as I think about this whole thought of Sabbath, I, I, man, I don't, this is probably the first time I've ever preached about it in all these years here on the Sabbath, but I really love the thought. And again, I think we have to understand that, that this whole thought of Sabbath is not, was communicated to us, not with some legalistic desire. Like if you do this, you know, I mean, you read through the Old Testament, there was a lot of directives on the Sabbath, what they could or could not do. But in it, I think if we can really understand this whole thought of Sabbath and taking a day of just like pulling away from work, of honoring God in it, seeing him as our sufficiency, really just blessing him. There's such, there's such an incredible, I don't know, there's such an incredible beauty, there's such an incredible blessing. I love that verse in Isaiah. It says when you do that, that's when you're going to find your delight. You'll, you'll find, you'll discover your joy in the Lord. If, if you just honor the Sabbath, a day of rest. And again, it's, it's, really this, it's really this thing of just, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to trust you. So, Father, we just thank you today. In Jesus' name, for your goodness to us, oh God. In Jesus' name. I want to take just a moment, and before, with Crookston still joining in on us uh, with today, I just want you to know something today, that you can trust God, that your value and your worth today, it's really not found in your work. It's found in the fact that God loved you so much that he gave his son for you, that you are worth the price of God's own son, and that will never change. That's, that's your value. That's your worth. And the fact is, is that because of that, you can trust him with everything that's in your control, your hours, your resources, your possession. You can trust him with all your obligations and all your financial responsibilities and all the duties that, that, that are pressing in, and you can trust him today. And as a believer, that what God wants to do is bring you to a place of rest. Hebrews 4 just says, he says, there remains a rest for the people of God. There remains a rest, a Sabbath rest. And you can trust him. And so just, just today, just before we conclude or sing the song and then conclude, here and in Crookston, if you're, you know what, I, I, God, I need you to help me to trust you more. with my work, my finances, with my relationships. I need to trust you to help me, you know, to, to, to conquer this addiction, to help me with this in my marriage and the struggles that we're having or in this relationship. 
with my education, my schooling, whatever it may be. I just, I just God, I really need you to help me in this area. I need, I just, I need to trust you more. Anybody just raise your hand and say, Nathan, that's me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you, in, in Crookston as well. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we believe, but God, would you just help us in the areas of our unbelief, God. And Father, help us to look to you as the incredible God of provision and provider, Lord, but this has this abundant heart of compassion and love that, Lord, you call us into, Lord, to trust you more, to place our work, our hours, our finances in your hands, and just to honor you, God. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to do that in Jesus' name. We love you. We trust you, God. Great are you, Lord. You are so amazing, God. Thank you, God. And Lord, in the area of the Sabbath, Lord, help us to just to honor you in it. Lord, it's not a catch-up day. It's not, Lord, but just to take a day of, of just delight, of rest, God, in Jesus' name. So we just bless you and we praise you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.